1: So on hindsight, he's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm a cool guy. But also he told me he's been in a lot of job interview and that's the first time he got very nervous. It's nerve-wracking for him because in his culture, quite westernized, you don't really do that.
2: (laughs) You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello and welcome to Project Loving Myself, where we embark on journeys of self discovery, empowerment, and of course, the pursuit of love. I'm putting up a disclaimer right in the beginning because on this episode, we are going to make some pretty huge waves. Now, do you remember the episode from last season? It was called Do You Believe in Soulmates, when we explored the topic of soulmates and whether they truly exist. If you didn't catch that one, you might want to go back to it after today's episode. And let me tell you why. Think of today as the sequel to that episode. We're reconnecting with one of our guests from that episode, Diane Tolentino. When Diane joined us in the middle of Season 6 on Episode 11 with two other amazing women, she was navigating life in the single lane at that time. On a quest for her special someone... She had just completed my eight-week Soulmate Magnet program and had come on the PLM podcast to talk about her journey. Well, Diane is now back with us on Project Loving Myself with a pretty incredible story to share. Yep, I'm sure you've guessed it. She's found her soulmate. And not only that, she's now in the most authentic relationship she's ever been in. Through Soulmate Magnet, Diane experienced the power of self-love, self-discovery, and personal transformation. Diane's journey proves that love is just an abstract concept. It's a tangible force that can weave magic into our lives when we truly believe in it and when we do the inner work to get us there. So for all of you who've ever questioned whether soulmates are real, and if you can find yours too, I'll bet you'll get some answers in our conversation today. Diane's story will show you what can happen when you learn to love yourself completely, forgive your past, accept your present, and attract your future through my signature system, the magnetized process, which can be applied to any area of your life to attract what you want. Now, let's dive in to Diane's before and after story and discover what it took for her to attract the right kind of love into her life. Stay tuned in and get ready to be as inspired as I am. I'm so happy to have you back on Project Loving Myself, Diane, especially to update us on what's been going on in your love life since the last time. We talked on Project Loving Myself. Thanks,
1: Anaya. I've been giggling the whole time you've been introducing me because it's just fascinating how time flew. And now we're here. It's amazing. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, it's only been five months (laughs) since you and I, right, that we talked on Project Loving Myself. And since then, you know, we've messaged quite a few times. And I saw you yesterday as well, which is how we said, okay, we have to do today's episode, right? So this is such an amazing opportunity, Diane, for us to kind of see where you were and where you are today. So first of all, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here, as I said, and um, I can't wait to talk more about what's been up in your world.
1: Me too. Thanks for having me.
2: So, I'm going to get right to the big question with spoiler alerts ahead. How did it all happen? Take us back to the beginning, Diane, and tell me, how did you guys meet? What happened? Fill us in.
1: Yeah. So, maybe just some context in my field. So, in my work, we're quite very busy 31 December and 1 January. So, I do have half day at work on 1 January. So, I don't have much big plans for New Year's Eve. So, I thought, you know, just work a bit and then have some dinner and all my friends are partying, but I can't (laughs) because I have work the next day. But yeah, he is visiting from another state. So we don't live in the same state in Australia with a friend. So, however, this friend suddenly changed plans and couldn't watch fireworks with him. So he posted in an online forum asking, is anyone free to join him for dinner and fireworks? Just, you know, because he's new in the state, don't know anyone at all. And I thought, oh, that's actually nice because I don't have huge plans and, you know, dinner, fireworks. That is what I will do if I were alone anyway. Like, i that's my self-love quality time anyway. So then we chatted a bit and then, yeah, we, we confirmed we're both not serial killers, which is great. <laughs> we exchanged a couple of um, <laughs> profiles Facebook and then, yeah, I think we chatted just three hours and then we met in, yeah, 6 p.m. And I guess when we first met, I was like, ooh, okay, who is this guy? But of course, no, nothing in my mind. This is just, you know, a meetup, like a potential friend. And same for him. So I did ask him this, and he's kind of the same for me, no expectations at all. And then we sat down, and that's when the conversation started. And we felt like we already know each other from the past life because we've got like lots of similarities, even though we're from different backgrounds. We have lots of similarities in terms of family backgrounds, our values, our dreams, our careers, how we love our friends, how we go through. And wait, Mm -hmm. Diane, Mm -hmm. you did all of this on the
2: first date? I I mean, the first meetup, this this was all happening?
1: like literally, I think we had like three hours and I think we just talk about lots of the things you don't talk about. So there's no, you know how when you meet someone, you kind of like put your guard up and just talk about shallow things like, oh, how's the weather? How do you find the weather here? But there's nothing like that at all. So we kind of like dig into the, and also at, um. so 2023, it has been a very tough year for me and similar for him. So we also shared those ones and yeah, we shared the same sense of humor and laughed a lot and, I think what happened was I actually need to stop the dinner because I was like, "Hey, the, the fireworks is coming. We actually need to go to the fireworks and then maybe have dessert after if you'd like to talk more." And then that's what we did. So it's just like that. It 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 just started with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And then so you met up, and then what happened? Like because I know you met on um, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Right. But you're in a relationship and it's, I mean, it's been a month. (laughs) I know that a lot has happened in one month. So kind of walk us through really quickly what happened from December 31 to where you are in this relationship with this person today. Yeah.
1: So December 31, we literally had dessert and then we just talked in the park, laughed a lot, cried a bit because, you know, just talking about the past. And then the next couple of days, he invited me to still talk to him like walk in the park or have some dinner again and just talk like honestly just talk and then initially because my past relationship you know long distance relationship don't didn't work for me so I'm in the headspace where oh he's far I don't know how he's gonna work so I did tell him on maybe second day like hey I actually like talking to you but you know, I'm kind of scared because this is, this happened to me before and it didn't really worked out. And at the time he was like, Oh, you know, I, I get you, but he's, he's quite um resistant to it. So on day three, he met up with me and actually told me I would regret it the rest of my life if we don't try. So he literally told me in, you know, very seriously that he would make an effort to make it work. And, at that point, I think I started... This is day three. Day three. This is day three. <laughs> okay.
2: So- just, just saying. Just saying. Okay. That's that's
1: day three. And I remember no one has ever told me that before. So I started tearing up. And I remember he looked at me straight in the eyes and he told me, hey, I actually got tissue because I know you'll, you'll potentially cry. So I, mean, like, I just cried with him. And then he needed to go back to where, where he lives. So it's like uh, Manila, Cebu. That's like the distance... And then from then, we had... But you guys are in Australia, Both in Australia, right? yeah.
2: This is all. Yeah, happening. correct. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So then we had lots of calls afterwards, like after work and after, you know, what we need to do for the day. We had like minimum... I'm saying this to you, Sinaika, because I think I sent a screenshot to you. Minimum three hours of call. We just talk about life, the deep topics. It kept on happening. And then suddenly, my parents... Realized I don't have any posts for New Year, so they were like, "Are you okay? We know you're busy there. What's going on?" And then <laughs> I told them everything. So I did. I didn't realize I don't have any story. I don't have anything like that. And that's how they monitor me from the Philippines, kinda. And then I ch- shared with them, and they were like, "Oh, that's interesting. Would you be comfortable for us to meet him, like by themselves, like my parents and and him?" So I was like, "Oh, okay. We. It's like this is week one, but okay, I'll ask him if if he's comfortable." And then I asked him and he, so on hindsight, he's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm a cool guy. But also he told me he's been in a lot of job interview and that's the first time he got very nervous. It's nerve wracking for him because in his culture, quite Westernized, you don't really do (laughs) like, you don't, you don't really need to talk to the parents. But I think as a traditional Filipino, that's how we, you know, how your parents just get to know someone. So they had a virtual call afterwards, like week one, they have a virtual call and my parents literally ask him the hardest questions you can ever think of. Like, number one, are you really single? <laughs> Some people say they're single, but then they're not because, you know, overseas and stuff. And then another one is, another question they ask is, what is your intention for our daughter? Like my dad and my brothers ask him that. And he said that I see her as a life partner. Like that's how he's very blunt to my family. And yeah, so that so that happened very quickly. And then... I started talking to my friends about him, about my, you know, what's going on in the background. And also, because I'm part of a church community. So I told them about him on his side as well. Until at the point where we realized, oh, you already met my parents. I told him, he asked me if I wanted to meet, you know, his family. And that happened like literally, when was this? Like last week. So week three.
2: so i wow so between between week 1 and week 3 you've had meet the parent moments on both sides <laughs> yes.
1: it's crazy brilliant it, okay. yeah so that's what what happened and this coming week it's chinese new year so i'm going to celebrate it with them as well so it's just it's just easy so seamless yeah and easy but both of you Diane
2: both of you have been in relationships that are very long, yes. right? So this is not like a common occurrence for either of you. Yes. I know you've been in a very long relationship and you mentioned he had been. So can you give me a little bit of, again, context on what was, was his relationship background? What is your relationship background and why is this entire thing so strange? I know it's, natural Mm. and it's beautiful, but it's also not the norm for either. Correct. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I came from an eight-year relationship since uh, uni or college. And at that time, I thought I'm going to end up with him, but the universe has got other plans. (laughs) So so that was an eight-year relationship and I was single for three years. And for him, he has a high school sweetheart for eight years as well. And then single for a while and then had Relationship for another eight years. So, for both of us, this is—we're not taking this lightly. And I guess for someone who's haven't been or haven't felt a long-term relationship, it's like, oh, whoa, hang on. Why are you jumping the ship very quickly? But for us, because we already know the feeling, we already learned a lot from. For, for me, it's eight. For him, it's fourteen. Like we already learned a lot from those years that we kind of struggle. So, when we met each other, it's not as if, oh my gosh, like, you're my prince charming, I'm your princess. Nothing, not like that at all. It's more of, hang on, like, this is the person I'm actually looking for. Like, I've been in long term relationships and I, I, and personally, I've dated like a lot, a lot. Like, I'm not saying this lightly. I actually dated and saw a lot of people here for the past three years. And really, there's always a doubt. But then when we met each other, it's like, hang on. I think you're the right, you're the person I've been looking for all along. Like, it's just that click and... Instant recognition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that is how yeah. we both... But are. Diane,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, Diane, I have to add though, you knew very clearly yeah, what you were looking for because you did that in this program, Correct. right? Like you walked out of Soulmate Magnet with a very clear relationship vision. You know exactly what you wanted in a man or what that relationship should look like and how you would feel. So I get it. I get it from your point of view, but I also find it very interesting that both of you have been in relationships as long as eight years, did not end up with those respective people. And yet you meet each other and within, you know, three weeks, you've met each other's parents. You're talking about, you know, forever and life partner and all of this kind of stuff. So what was different about meeting him that you didn't feel before, why was it so easy to, you know, to, to use, you said, I think you used the word to like jump, jump ship or like not jump ship, but like, why was it so easy to
1: pretty much, you know, say this is it? Yeah. I think what's different was how we are when we met each other. Because I guess we both acknowledged from before that, we were in a relationship for companionship. Like we don't know the goal. It's just, oh, the you know, society tells you to have a partner and then you choose a partner who's good, you know, and be satisfied or content with that. But then the moment we met each other, personally for me, I've worked through a lot within myself. In, you know, my friends would look at me the same. Like I still look the same. I'm still, you know, working in my field, but, the way I am, the way I feel about myself, it's just very light and very confident. So, what was different was I already know I'm not dating casually. I already know I'm not dating for boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm actually dating to marry. I'm looking for a husband and a father for my future kids. Like, I'm not taking this lightly. So, that is how my standards are and the get go. Before, though, I'd really, I'm not sure. Like, I just know, oh, okay, he's a nice guy. I'm a nice girl. Let's see how this goes. But it's right. different. Yeah.
2: Why is it that now you you have so much clarity? This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Like, what has actually changed where before you were willing to kind of, I think, almost entertain lots of different kinds of, you know, relationships or people or maybe it was, I don't know, just... I don't want to put names out there, but like you were less choosy maybe, or you were more unclear before. And now you have this clarity. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to go for. And I won't settle for anything less than that. So what is, what do you credit or
1: attribute that change to? I guess it's really building up, you know, my self-love and confidence, like actually seeing myself as a whole. Whereas before I see myself as less, like, oh, I need a partner. I'm desperate to have a companion just for the sake of having one. Whereas now I actually really feel whole, like adding him to my life is good. But as a person, as an individual, I actually feel whole. So that is the one that is most, yeah, different from, that is why maybe before, like we all, you know, my partner and I always talk about this. Maybe the reason why we had gone through a lot of difficulty is to actually learn from those. Like, oh, okay, hang on. I don't like this. So I won't settle for that. But it's difficult at the time. Mm.
2: Yeah. So it's all, it has a lot to do with your self-worth. Correct. Self-love, as you said, and confidence, right? Now, what was your mental state before meeting him? And again, I want to, you know, rewind a little bit you came into soulmate magnet and i remember you told me the first time you and i met and you you know got in touch with me you, you um booked a call i think it was the manifest love discovery call at that point and you just wanted to find out about the program and you told me you're like sanaya i'm not sure i really like wanna you know find my soulmate it's not all about that for me i also kind of i'm here for me and for like self love and like that was more of your purpose to come into soulmate magnet i don't think you were as Like, I need to find my partner now, right, at that time. And I remember also, after the program, when you and I checked in a few times, you were always kind of like, I know that right person is going to come. Like, you weren't worried. You weren't stressed. You weren't like, Sanaya, when is he coming? Or like, you never gave me those kinds of vibes. So from your perspective, what was your mental state? Maybe when you got into the program and then tell me also before meeting him from the end of Soulmate Magnet to the point you met him that five months or so, what was your mental state?
1: Yeah. So I remember having this first conversation with you and I told you that it's for my self-development. And that's true. And you asked me as well. I'm not sure if you remember you told me, you asked me, Diane, from 1 to 10, rate how committed you are on this. And I literally told you 11. Like, I'm very committed on myself. So even before going into the program, I already know that I'd love to develop myself more for me. It's an investment for me. The reason why I'm not worried about anything like that is because, again, I've been working hard on the background. Like, I feel like I'm so, so busy with life, with friends, with family, And for me, it's just, oh, it's a nice to have, but the timing of it, I really don't have any control over it. So why worry? So that in my mind, when even before I went to the program, I'm just very trusting. You know, I have the Lord, I have the universe that is always got my back, always like it always ends up good or even better than what I expected. So that was my mental state before I joined. And then I think a lot of the, you know, my fellow cohort, like other people who are in the program, pick it up as well. Like they see how, oh, how are you so not worried about this? And they also ask me about techniques, but I told them it's not a technique. It's literally just be, you don't have to do anything. Just just be yourself today and be yourself, be your best self. So after the program, I did realize that I actually changed a lot. Like internally, I'm quite more relaxed with myself. i I'm more kind with myself. So when I met him, I literally felt like I was at my best. Again, I look the same, still in the same um, industry. You're
2: same on the outside. outside. Correct. You're same on
1: the outside. You're the
2: same, Diane, you were, you know, six months ago, before the program, after the, You're the same person. But on the inside, it's a shift. It's, a, it's completely different, I want to say, from what you told me yesterday. It feels like you feel different. From the inside. Yeah,
1: I feel like I was reborn. <laughs> like I was my best. Like that is how I felt it. Like I was re- literally my best when I met him, and I feel that meeting a person for me, it's just an additional. What would happen? It's just like oh, a new person. No one knows what would happen, but you know, I'm not even thinking what could be the result. I'm just enjoying the journey, which I think you saw from ever since you talked to me until I was in the program, until after I was there. And I keep on just sending positive affirmations to the cohort as well. Like into the group, like, hey, just sharing this because I know when I'm ready, it would come. And it did. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> absolutely. It didn't just come. It just like
1: swept you off your feet. <laughs> That's, you <know>? so true. <laughs> That's so
2: true. Yeah. You know, because you're like, you're saying like when I met him, which is by the way, like one month <laughs> ago, The when I met him was like, Just the beginning of the year. (laughs) But um, it feels like a lot has happened Mm. since. I have a a big question for you. How did you know he was the one? Okay. Like, were there any signs? Were there any like aha moments where you're like, oh, this is it, or it became crystal clear. You know, we have actually a session in our mod in, in Soulmate Magnet called, I remember the one, like it's not, of course I remember I wrote it, but it's like, it's called crystal clear. So I'm bringing that phrase back. What made it crystal clear for you?
1: The biggest thing for me when I met him was, he's living a life of love. When, you're li- when you live a life of love, you don't operate from a scarcity mindset. You're not negative. You're always understanding with the circumstance and the people. And I remember him sharing his stories of his past and, you know, how he's going. Like literally things he said about, I'll give an example. So say how he loves to give back to his parents because his parents sacrificed a lot for him. I guess... In the traditional Filipino family, it's like for us, it's like a burden, like, oh, I need to give back and stuff. But then for me and for him, both our parents sacrificed their own ways just for us to have a bright future. And he has that. He has that thing, even though both of us are now in a privileged position, we always think about our parents. And also funny how our life purpose aligns as well. Like not just for us, like we're not just serving ourselves, our family, but we literally have very big dreams that could impact lots of people. And I remember him telling me his dream, his biggest dream. And I was like in shock. Like, I have never ever met anyone who's got a very huge dream like this. That is how I felt. So, what the crystal clear for me was finally talking to someone who's just not, I guess, satisfied with the material things, but also what. Value can you provide to the world? And that is a very huge question, you know. Sanaya, you this is the value you provide to me, to women, and this has got a huge impact. But finally finding a guy who's like that, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a catch. Like in my mind, in his mind, he also tells me I'm the biggest catch. But I was like, okay, this is my first catch in the Australian Sea. So I can't like joke like that because <laughs> I've got like different catches in different seas, but literally that is like, oh. We've got a big dream and it's not just for us, for others. And because we love, that is how big our love is. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing.
2: I think you've left something out, Diane. Mm -hmm. Yes, these are amazing things about him. But what you left out is this is you. Mm. How you describe him is who you are (laughs) and who you have become. Right. Because when we met again in the beginning of, you know, before you walked into the program, you were talking about dreams to me and, you know, your vision. And at that time, you were very scared whether you could do something like that, whether you could make an impact, whether, you know, you you were at that point in your life where there wasn't much confidence in being able to realize any dream you had. I remember that. and. I remember we discussed this also after the program where there was so much more confidence about what are you here to do? What's the value you're here to create? And like, what is your dream? And, and what you kept telling me yesterday is, Sanaya, it's like the industry or job he's in and the one I'm in are almost like a perfect fit for each other, right? You kept telling me that, that like so much, so many of your values are the same, He is your energetic equivalent, which is something I talk about all the time in the program, right? I said, like, if you raise your vibration, you learn to love yourself, you clear all the stuff we do. This is what the goal ultimately was, right, with Soulmate Magnet is to attract your energetic equivalent partner, the one who is the perfect match for you. And literally, that's what he is. He is you in like a male body with enough differences and uniqueness that, you know, there's there's a beauty in both of you getting together, but you still are very aligned on values and vision and purpose in very cohesive way, right? In a in a way that fits
1: exactly, together. Exactly. That I'm having goosebumps while you were saying that because I remember us talking about for me. In my mind, you know, I want to meet a Catholic guy, like, you know, these labels and stuff. And for him, he want to meet a certain ethnicity, like same as him. And then we met each other and we're like, why are our values so aligned? Like we've dated a lot, you know, I've dated a lot of Catholic men, Christian men. He dated a lot of, you know, his, you know, preference, like ethnicity wise, but nothing has ever make us feel like this. Like this is literally, when you were saying how we're so aligned and the industry is in, it's very coherent. Oh, uh, sorry. Like it's a- Yeah,
2: coherent. coherent you're yeah, right.
1: Coherent with me. It's as if that we literally are meant to meet each other randomly <laughs> and then realize that, oh, this is not just, uh you know, this is not just uh, a friend or anything like that. This is actually like huge. So- me- Meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, now you keep talking about
2: this thing you two have and the alignment and all of this. Can we kind of break that down a little bit? Like, what is it about your relationship with him that is so drastically different? from a relationship that you obviously stayed in for eight years, right? Enough to stay in a relationship for that long. Or I know you've had other relationships as well. What is it that makes this relationship so different? How do you know? Like you're going from single to in a relationship and you're talking about being together for life in one month of knowing each other, right? So you're talking about forever with this guy. What makes this relationship so different from all the other ones that you have all this confidence to talk about, you know, he's my, he's the one, he's the person I'm going to be with. And you're, you know, we're using words like soulmate.
1: So what is it? I guess there's two things in my mind. So first is we always put each other first. You know how in a relationship you're always like, what, what is he going to do for me? Or, you know, you're trying to expect like women, especially Filipino women, you're trying to, ah, oh, they need to give me this and this. But with meeting him, it's all, almost as if, as, Oh, you know, is there any support you need for me? Like, I know it's been a tough day for you. How, what can I do? Cause, you know, we live quite far and he's got family traditions. Like, would you like me to join you? Cause I already met your family. Like we always, always think about each other not because of you know we're trying to please each other but because we know the feeling of being in the receiving end I'm sorry for being in the giver end because I think in our previous relationship we're always the giver oh I'll give you this I'll give you my time and then of course I'm not saying like the other people are not quite that but also you also meet takers in your life where we're just like oh this is so good like this is so comfortable but then for us it's almost as if oh I want to I actually want to be with there with you you know what else can I do for you and even because he doesn't go to church and literally he told me I'm willing to join you in your community I want to meet you know the the community members like I want to see you pray literally hearing a hearing a non-catholic say that I want to see you pray and actually want to nurture you know your faith, you know I want I want to see how I can be part of that. like that is like a very huge thing for me because I dated Catholic and Christian men, but then in the inside, there's like lots of things going on. so that's one, and then the second is when we talk, we always have a vision for both of us. Before I have a dream, my ex has a dream, it's separate. <laughs> Like it's it, it's good for the world. Both of us have got like something for the world, but also it's not aligned. Like oh, I'm gonna do this. You do your thing. Whereas for him and for me, because we're his industry and mine are very very similar and coherent. We were like oh, hang on. He told me this is my this is my specialization, and this is yours. We can maybe work together slowly but surely on that. And you know even even things like oh, um, what's our plan? where do you think the kids would like to live? Like literally that question like blew my mind. Like you're thinking about kids, which meant like you saw me that far ahead. You get what I mean? So some people... Yeah. So it's... Yeah.
2: It's not like me and you. It's like, it's already us.
1: Exactly. You're both at us. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and the difficult questions that society asks us, like people ask us. And I remember sitting down with him and just telling him that... Whatever our decision is, I just want it to be the best for us. Like, I want to be near you. You want to be near me. I want to nurture us. And that's exactly it. Like, it's not me and you. It's like literally, how can we grow together? That's what we say. Like, right. we're v- very, we're in this stage in our life where we're, we're both 30. We both had gone through very difficult relationships. But at this stage, how can we then grow with each other? individually and together so we live a happy life a loving life which is so different yeah
2: so there's like no mind games there's no like playing hard to get there's no drama there's no like who has more power or say in the relationship there's none of that you know and we talked about this right in the program there's all this like negative relationship behaviors That can come up and I don't know if you remember this, but we, I I gave you guys a whole guide of all these negative relationship behaviors that are like red flags, you know? So it sounds like you have achieved the kind of relationship where both of you are coming into it feeling completely whole and complete. And then when you come together, nobody has to kind of. May, nobody has to complete the other person. No one has to fill each other's, like, you know, holes or gaps or voids. You're coming in at a hundred percent with each other for each other. And that's why there's an us already, right? There's this energy of us. You came to me though, also because you found it a little difficult to receive because it's not something you have always been able, like you've never really been able to to feel comfortable, to receive so much. And you're in a relationship where for the first time you are receiving way more than you are, you know, you're not the giver anymore. You're actually receiving from your partner perhaps equally or, you know, maybe you're feeling a lot more nurtured and so on. And then we also, you know, you, you told me a story about the wedding. So tell me a little bit about this whole idea of receiving, how that ties into worth. And self worth and value, because these are also things I know Diane, you and I have, um, you know, worked on in the program. And I would love to kind of just share that because I think it's such an important aspect of relationships to, to recognize and understand.
1: Go ahead. Yes. So being in the receiver, receiving end, it's so new. I felt that before my worth is tied to what I can give it's almost always that oh i'm giving you more it means that i have more self worth i'm not saying you d- do this for me it's just that it's 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 me itself it's kind of like self serving because i'm giving you so that you can acknowledge me it's always like that family
2: so you can love me basically exactly. right like the more i give to someone often pleasing somebody else or wanting to give them more is because secretly we have this desire for them to acknowledge us and recognize us and love us back, right? This is something that tends to happen um with a lot of people. And you saw other people also in the cohort who had the same kind of
1: um sort of challenge. Yes, yes. So uh, up until the point where I was the giver, that is my pattern always always and in my mind oh there's nothing wrong with it but then now that I'm in the receiving end and a person is actually willing to give out of their own heart like nothing in return they're just like willing to give and at first I was resisting it I told you "I I don't know how to receive because all my life I've been giving because it's attached to my worth and I feel like if I'm receiving or you know quote unquote taking It's like lowering my self-worth. But ultimately, our conversation yesterday made me realize that once I'm able to receive from a place of love and abundance, then it means I can give more. Like it doesn't water down my self-worth or self-confidence. It's just that I need to allow people to be loved, for me to be loved by other people because that is how I'll fill my love tank so I can love other people more who needs it. And that thing yesterday like switched my mind of how all this time it's I'm in the I'm in the state of attaching self-worth to giving which is apparently taking a toll on me and that's why after having the conversation yesterday I told you there's like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders because it means I actually can receive and not feel guilty about it like it's okay Diane like you can do it like People love you. Let them love you. And that's okay. Yeah. You finally learned how to allow yourself to be loved. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, tell me about some of the challenges you might have had, some uncertainty. Tell, tell me kind of what's been going on that you have learned from perhaps Mm. that might help somebody else in this space?
1: Yes. So from meeting a great person like him, I realized that some of the things in my past would still be there. Like, you know, if a person like before, I thought if a person is too kind for you, just put your guards up because you'll never know. It's a very, very bad pattern because I've been in a streak of bad dating experience so i need to actually relearn that and actually say to myself diane he's not them like you know he's different this is a new person trust 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 that i'm much better than before and therefore this is a person that i can nurture and who would nurture me genuinely, you know, without any intent. And then another is because I've got a very tricky relationship with conflict, which I told you, you know, I thought conflicts, the norm for it is, you know, people just getting angry at each other and then someone shutting down because no one is being heard of, like that unhealthy bit. And then I remember having a misunderstanding with him and particularly because we use different English, like I use American English, he uses Aussie. Sometimes we're kind of like, is this what you mean? So we've got like misunderstandings, but I remember vividly remember one time we talked and then instead of me flaming, I actually clarified and asked, Hey, I kind of, kind of feel a bit, you know, off by what you said. Is this what you mean? And having that different response actually really helped because he was like, Oh my gosh, that is not what I meant. I do apologize if, if, if that hurt you. So. Those are the challenges because it would always come up. And these are, again, Sanaya, I work with you. You work with a lot of women and people. And you would see that this is deeply rooted into somewhere. And this is something that just resurfaced. And I tell him as well, yeah. if he sees me quite overwhelmed, I literally tell him, hey, I know you love me, but sometimes things will just resurface. And this is one of it. Like, I remember telling you an example. I used to date a guy who when he sends a wink emoji, it's like a sexual innuendo. And I remember receiving that from him and I was like, okay, hang on. Something is resurfacing within me. Do you mean anything more? And he was like, oh my gosh, no, not at all. And having that awareness yeah. of stopping it this from is the your, get-go. You're a boyfriend now, right? Yeah, yeah, your boyfriend yeah. now sent
2: you a, a wink emoji and then you kind of were like, wait a minute, because you had yeah. kind of a different experience with that.
1: Exactly. So those things are, I guess, the challenges that slowly we are uh, working on, on together. Like I remember, yeah. um, I briefly shared with you, but for him, his past relationships would always speak you know criticize his physical appearance and i would always like compliment him oh my gosh you're so handsome your smile you've got a warm you know warmth within you like all these affirmations and he would be like quite, quite like not reacting and i was like everything okay and he would just tell me i'm just not used to this and i tell him that see we need to help each other and i, I remember asking him do, do you believe you're handsome and he was like hang on i'm working on it so for him he's not saying he is but he's also saying he's 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 also not saying he's not he's just saying that all my 14 years of long term relationship people keep on saying things to me and i need to unlearn those even those little things like it's kind of like oh both of us are not perfect you know no one's perfect but we're both working on it so <laughs> yeah
2: i think that's beautiful and i think one Key to that is being very aware of your triggers, being aware of things in your past that you know have influenced you, either in a positive or negative way. You know, it's a lot of self-awareness, which leads me to my next question. How do you think Soulmate Magnet has helped you to get to this place, to be in this relationship, to find yourself? Because ultimately... The program you joined was about going from being, you know, in the wrong relationship or no relationship at all as a single woman to becoming the kind of woman who can and will attract her soulmate. That's what you did in the program. And five months later, six months later, Diane, you're back on Project Loving Myself telling me this insane love story, which by the way, I, and I don't know if you remember this. This is very similar to my own soulmate story. Exactly. I met, I met my husband, right? I met my husband at a wedding in Cebu. We got to know each other over three days. Ended up, you know, I went back to Dubai. He went back to Manila. We talked on the phone every day for... Hours like you're talking about. It was a very honest relationship. I told him everything. I tried to scare him away. I tried to tell him how weird I am. The more I told him about myself, the more he actually got drawn in. And I knew within a week, this is it. Like, I'm going to marry this guy. And he proposed within a month. He met my parents one month of meeting each other. And we were in different countries, but he flew down to Dubai a month later. He met my mom because it was my mom's birthday while he was visiting. And he was totally fine with meeting my mom, even though we were like, you know, we barely knew each other. <laughs> and he proposed like we met, I think, June 12th. He proposed on July 24th. And I remember it's July 24th because, oh, no, he didn't propose July 24th. We decided that like, he asked me out. To, to be in a relationship with him on July 24th because Kobe Bryant was his favorite basketball player and a number Mm -hmm, 24. mm -hmm. So that's like a funny thing I remember, but like literally a month and a bit of knowing each other, he proposed and we got married five months later and we lived in different countries. You know, we know we knew each other for six months before we actually said, I do. So that was how quick my relationship was, you know, my entire you know, getting to no period to like getting married to my husband. We've been married 13 years and so much of what you shared with me, I'm like, yep, that was me and Ravi. Yep. That happened to me. Like a lot of what you're talking about, how honest you can be, the values, how you're a perfect fit. You know, I remember my husband saying, you know, you go save the world, Sanaya, like you go do your thing, go be a healer, go save the world. I'll make money and I will support us. So it was like, you know, he was just like, you go do your dream, right? I will take care of everything else. Like from the get-go, he was like all about giving and nurturing. And till today, he's the one who just showers me with love and attention and energy. And he's he's a, you know, he's a giver. And he, of course, gets a lot, like a lot of love for me. I really do you know, it's not like I'm only a taker. I do give as well. But I remember, you know, it was also hard for me to receive. So there's so much in what you're saying that I recognize because 13 years ago, I'm your past. you know, I manifested my soulmate. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're my past and I'm watching it and you're really exactly what I designed this program to do. This is what I dreamt. Like, this is my vision that people I work with will get to a point where this is How easy it is, how effortless it is, and how beautiful love can be. How easy is the key word. So tell me, not tooting my own horn, but more about talking about, you know, how Soulmate Magnet and the process, the journey
1: you took has brought you here. Yeah, I I guess before I I answer that, I I guess... When I heard about how difficult your past relationships before your husband, like I know a lot of women has gone through that myself. And at the time, like, oh, I'm, I'm in an okay-ish relationship. Like it's not abusive and stuff, but it's just okay, but it's not progressing as well. So I thought that when I first heard you in another podcast and I thought this is like, I resonate with this. Like I can heal within myself and not think of the outcome like I just need to continuously look within what can I not because I want to fix myself but because I want to feel life to be light you know it's not like I'm trying to achieve something but it's more of life is meant to be lived and not just to do and do you know how people were like go and do this go and do that it's not that like I need to learn how to be and that when I first heard you on on the first podcast I listened to you on is this is it like no one has taught you this on school no one has taught you this like no because because you don't really talk about this like oh you know i'm just this you you're just this but actually learning how to address those negative patterns like deep within not just you know the ones you try and say you're healed but honestly you're not like example for me when I went through the soulmate magnet I thought I already moved on from that ex when uh, I've been like haven't really talked to him for three years and I thought I moved on from him but then hang on I always compare people to him which meant I still put him on the pedestal you get what I mean so little things like that and I feel like soulmate magnet helped me to realize that it's okay to sit down and focus on your inner healing that's okay cry as ever as you want you've got A mentor, you've got a cohort who also is going through that journey. It's okay. It's not that there's wrong with you. It's just that you can be better because you've gone through pain. That is what I'm telling myself. So before, I used to be very adamant with, oh, I don't know how much will this cost me. I don't know. But I remember telling you this, Anaya, in one of my testimonials that my investment on this is not just for me, but for the next generations to come. So my partner and I's kids, our grandkids. So for me, it's that massive thing of it's okay to focus on inner healing so that not just the partner, but the relationships in general, like with me, with myself, and because I believe in God, like my relationship with God is also secured. You know, fellow Catholics and Christians doesn't mean you have a God that you'll be cared for. Nope. <laughs> like we, everyone goes through life. So that security... Relationship as well with my family. So, at the end of the day, life is all about relationships at work. You know, it's not about like how much you earn, it's not about whatever, it's about how you feel with the people you interact with. And starting with me, with myself and my inner healing attracted me to the right job, to the right person, to the right community. And it's just like a domino effect. And that's why every time. My friends who hasn't seen me for a while, would, I I will caught up in them and they will always tell me, Diane, you're glowing. Do you know that? And I was like, yeah, I know it. Like I know it, but you know, a person actually saying it, (laughs) but I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Because I've been actually doing lots of work on the background. And soulmate magnet, again, it's not about seeking a soulmate. It's more about before you seek, how can you first be a soulmate to someone? And that is the more important thing. You can't ask what you don't have. So <laughs> focus on yourself first. So that is my greatest learning. And, you know, working with you, I, working with a couple of people in the cohort as well, it inspires me to, to be better for myself so I can inspire others as well to dig within and see how life can be lived differently in another more loving beautiful.
2: way. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, 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 Diane. Tell me, what would you say was the biggest change in you from Soulmate Magnet that you think led you to your soulmate today? What is that one, maybe, paradigm shift in you? I know I'm putting you on the spot with a really <laughs> heavy question, but I feel like, I feel like this, this must be asked, you know? What would you say? What was that turning point? What was that big shift that turned you into this version of you? where you do have your soulmate with you and it's this beautiful wonderful
1: you know story um i guess that would be i feel so beautiful like innately beautiful with outside inside i feel so confident with myself like no one has to tell me i'm beautiful i'm glowing like i know it thank you but i know it like you know thank you for the affirmation but i also know that that's it like for me it's the self worth that I got from being in the program and realizing that, you know, I'm working with my inner inner child, embracing my present and embracing what I could be. That totality of me, I accept me for who I for who I am. the the whole of it, the being, not when you know how people accept themselves when when I got this job, when I have a partner, when I have a, no, I accept myself for who I am, like literally who I am right now is the best place where I can be. And that is the biggest shift because before I have this mindset where, oh, maybe, you know, I will feel fulfilled when, you know, you always have that conditional love with yourself. But when you've shifted to unconditional love where you just see yourself as you are and as is, then life just flows so easily. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Amazing.
1: You just, you know, you just
2: defined what self-love looks like. Okay. That's that self love, okay? Beautiful. Congratulations, Diane. Congratulations on what you've achieved. Congratulations on, you know, how much inner work you've done and what you have now created for yourself in your life. Now, as we get to the end of this episode, Diane, what is the project loving myself mantra you want to leave for our listener? What would you tell them if they're kind of on that side? Wondering if this is something that could work for them or could happen
1: for them. You know, what is the one thing you want them to know or remember? Okay. Listeners of Project Loving Myself, I want you to let go and trust. First, let go. That is the most difficult thing you would ever experience in your life. Just decide that you want to meet a life partner and then let go. Let go. Whatever life throws at you, just let go and trust that it would work out for the best. It's, again, easier said than done. But coming from the other side, you're listening to me right now. And that is literally what I did. I told Tanaya, I'm committed to myself. I'm committing to meeting a life partner. And then I let go and do my best and then trust. Yeah. So that is my contract. Plus you
2: did soulmate. Exactly. Along the way. Exactly, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Diane, for being so brave to come on Project Loving Myself. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to come on a podcast and tell the world that you Are in a relationship with someone it's been one month and you know he's the one like you've met your soulmate and you know to tell everyone that story that takes a lot of courage and it says a lot about how much confidence you have in yourself and your relationship so thank you so much for joining us today if anybody would like to get in touch or to follow your journey how do they, how do they reach you, Diane?
1: Yep. So if anyone would like to, um, get in touch, I'm in Instagram at DYAN Tolentino with a triple O. So again, thank you, Sinaya. I've been telling you it's my dream to be on your podcast now twice. So that is more than my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and I encourage people as well. Um, Sinaya didn't ask me to do this, but honestly, just try and talk to Sinaya about the soulmate magnet if you're curious about it. Cause, Again, everyone deserves to live a life of love and also deserve to feel beautiful as you are. So, thanks, Anaya.
2: All right. Wow. I loved your authenticity, Diane. You are really beautiful.
1: You are. We are. (laughs)
2: all right my dear this was wonderful oh and i'd love to do an ig live with you just to kind of like tell people i want people to hear your story (laughs) okay i think it's just such a amazing story. Cause you know what? Like when I tell the story, everyone's like, oh my God, wow, wow, wow. It's amazing. You manifested your soulmate. Now when two people tell such crazy stories about how love can come in this way, wait, we're onto something, <laughs> yeah. right? Like this isn't just a fluke. Yeah. This is actually things that happen when you do that work to get there. Yeah. So thank you so thank much. Thank you,
1: Sanaya. Have a good night. I really appreciate you. Bye.
2: So what did you think of Diane's journey? How beautiful was it? I actually did not expect to have Diane on today's episode. We just happened to be talking yesterday, um, catching up, and when she started telling me all her stories, I just couldn't help but... You know, want her to to be able to share this with others, especially since she was with us just five or six months ago, um, being single and looking for love at that time. So I just thought it was a beautiful opportunity to share her personal growth, her journey. So can we truly attract our soulmates, our energetic equivalent partner, when we do the inner work? I mean, I think it's pretty clear from today's episode that the route to love begins with yourself. Now tell me what you think. Share your thoughts on at Project Loving Myself Podcast and tag me at Sanaya Gurnamal. Rate this podcast, leave me a review and hit the subscribe button. You know what to do. Today's quote is my favorite from Rupi Kaur. She says, how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. Because when you finally fall in love with yourself, when you love and accept yourself completely, you will attract someone to love you in that very same way too. And that kind of love, that's one of those once in a lifetime loves that just sweep you off your feet and ends in a happily ever after. And I would love for you to have that too. If you wanna stop chasing after love and start attracting it instead, you can book a Manifest Love Discovery call with me and we can talk about what that journey looks like. Link is in the episode description or you can visit bit.ly slash manifest love with me. Thank you for taking the Project Loving Myself journey where the most important relationship is the one with yourself. You are loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by...